Hello and welcome to Griffin Center Point Church's Sunday podcast. Today we're going to continue Pastor Mark Davenport's series of Locked. And today we have part three, Locked In. Well, today we are continuing the series we talked about, and today is Pentecost Sunday, and we've been talked about, we've talked about being locked up and locked in, and today I am going to talk, I mean, lock, lock, I get all these locked mixed up, locked in, locked out, and today we're going to be talking about being locked in, okay, locked in, that we are going to be locked in. Do you know that we need to learn how to be locked in with the Spirit, that it's, it's a thing of almost being in lockstep, that you're, you're connected. The Bible says that we would receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. After the Holy Spirit has come to us, we should receive power. Now, powerful is a very useful thing. I like having some power. Power to defeat enemies. If you're the most powerful country in the world, guess what? You get to enforce your will on other people because you have power. If, you're, if you, you've got power, you can obtain possessions because you have power. We know that in, in Russia that, that as, the, uh, as the, uh, the, the, the Communist Party came into play, they, they used the power to manipulate the people and to receive land. Same thing in China. It, it is, a, it is a, a thing of power. We can use power to press past obstacles, though. If I'm strong and I watch, I don't know if you guys watch it, but watch uh, American Ninja Warrior. I'm watching them, and they're doing that salmon ladder thing. And I'm like, oh, God, to have that kind of power. But I'm not willing to do the work to get it. <laughs> I'm still fat. That's, no, that's another story. But we have the opportunity to be locked into a supercharged power in the Holy Spirit. We have the opportunity to be locked into something that doesn't just get us possessions, doesn't just get us past obstacles. He gives us the power to overcome the world. It's one thing to know about power. It's another thing to experience it, though, isn't it? It's one thing to know about what something can do. It's a whole other level to be tethered to it, to be connected to the power. I am a... I'll say I am I am just I know just enough about electricity to get myself in trouble. And I will try doing some things that are minimal at, at least. I mean there, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to go put in a power box uh, the 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 breaker box. No, I'm not doing that. And when we start hanging out with washers and dryers, if you got to do all that, well, I'm I'm I always cut everything off and plug it in and then run and go because uh, if it's going to blow up, I want to be away from it. But you know, I had a friend tell me one time, I, I said something about, do you ever get, do you ever, you ever get shocked? Do you ever get connected to it? You know, does it ever grab you? He said, yeah. And he told me something that, I mean, there's guys here in the building that probably give me advice as well. But he said this, and I don't know if it's true, but this is what he said. He said, you would rather grab hold of a, a 220 than your, uh, a 220 or 208, whatever that, that number is, above 100. Shows you how much I know, right? Some of you are laughing at me. Some of you don't know either. You're just making fun of me. But he said, you'd rather grab hold of the two than you would the one. And I said, what? He said, oh, yeah. He said, the 100, the 120, when you touch it, 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 it hangs on to you. If you hit the 200, 220, 
It may knock you through the wall, but it'll let go of you. And I went, oh. He said, yeah, 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 I'm telling you. I've, I've got a hold of some, some 120 before and go, oh, please let go of me. Can you, you know that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do to us? He wants to grab hold of us. And he wants to be connected to us so that we can have the power evident in our life. He wants to become tethered to us. And so we're locked in. More than just talking about what grandma experienced. More than talking about power of yesterday. That we've got tales from the crypt about what God used to do in our lives. That the Holy Spirit used to be evident. I used to see this in church. This used to be what happened. Instead of that kind of power, that it's always about yesteryear, he wants to move on us today. God is wanting us to be in step with him and move with him. And there are three distinct things that happen when we become tethered to the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Ronnie to come up here. Because uh, I decided that I was going to do this this way. And all the kids, you guys got a little set of handcuffs. And, uh, but we got the real deal here. So, uh, Ronnie, if you're ready for this, we're going to get tethered. He's going to help me preach today. Oh, that's too tight. Oh, I messed up already. I knew. I said, don't get it too tight. Because you're going to want to get out of this. All right, I ain't going to do you tight. Is that good? good. You're good? Okay. Come on. We're going over here. I got to look at my notes. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. (laughs) One thing that happens when we get tethered, when we get locked in with the Holy Spirit, is he helps us to remove and to move distractions in our life. Can I tell you that distractions can cause you more problems than anything else? Do you realize that some distractions are of your own making? Some of you are sitting here today and, I, man, I've been so distracted, I've been so distracted. But you've allowed your own life to cause those distractions. That, but can I tell you that in those distractions, have you ever just sat down and let your mind wander? Just, you haven't? You should do it sometime. You've been too busy, too consumed, too overwhelmed. No, no, no. What we do is we allow distractions to let our mind wander. Go off to places that sometimes they don't need to go. Do I really want to keep this job? Have you ever just said, I don't want this job anymore. I'm done. And then when you really got sensible about it, you went, you know what? That may have just been a distraction. You know, I just want another wife or a husband. No, that's not a good example. All of us have been there. I just, I just want something else. And we've allowed our mind to wander and the distractions can destroy us. Stay with me. <laughs> but Satan wants to send distractions your way. Random things to grab your attention. Just random things that will grab your attention to keep you off the focus. I know no one likes to admit it. You're doing great. No one wants to admit it, but how many, if you'll be honest with God the Father, he sees you right now. How many of you in this room will occasionally pick up your phone and text while you're going down the road? 
Come on, God's, God's seeing you, God's seeing you. See, some of you still lying. God's looking down. Yeah. Sometimes, do you know what we do? We start thinking, I'm good enough to do this. I can pay attention. I've got this. And we'll text, and then we'll look up, and we'll text, we'll look up. Have you ever gone like two miles and realized you hadn't looked at the road? I have. I mean, I know I've glanced, but I've been texting and get distracted by what's happening on here and not watch the road. And here's the problem. It only takes a minute. It only takes a moment for someone to stop in front of you, for someone to do something. And you go, oh, that distraction caused me to have an accident, caused me to run off the road, caused me to get out of sorts with my driving. You are doing great, except for my feet. <laughs> we miss the stop sign that because of the distraction. And the Holy Spirit is tethered to us to help us to pull away from distractions. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Listen to this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit is there to help us produce self-control. When there are distractions, the Holy Spirit is here to say, go ahead and pull me. Oh, don't get distracted, baby. Don't rip my arm off either. <coughs> pull me, but don't kill me. I'm just kidding. And guess what? We allow ourselves to get distracted by too many things. And we this don't use self-control. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was last week, we talked about There's exercise. No if you watched you online, we talked about me. exercising your faith. Exercise. Your You've got to exercise. Guess what? You've got to exercise self-control. Some of us allow ourselves to just be con to become consumed by things, and we never use self-control. We never allow the Holy Spirit that is tethered to us to really operate in our lives to keep us from being distracted. Get up from the supper table. Oh, I love First this guy. First of all, though, everybody else is Have you guys ever there. seen this guy? They're in the living room. I love this guy. She's he makes me think of my dad. And she would just yell. I, I, this is a good little story. Watch this. I'll be there in a minute. He's talking about your big aunt at your meal I'm just gonna get a for Thanksgiving. I'm just going to get a biscuit and this up. And, and he's talking about that. Just, you can watch it with me. For... And then she come into the living room. And flopped down in the nearest chair, the first chair she came to. And to a little kid, it always looked like it was in I don't have anything to do with the sermon. It's a distraction. Because we always thought for sure. You can cut it off now because we're not going to be distracted by what the world tries to get us to watch. See, some of us have allowed, oh, well, I need to pray. I need to be with the Holy Spirit. I need to take time to pray. And the Holy Spirit's trying, saying, come down here, come down here, pray, take time. And we get distracted by, well, let me watch this program. Let me, let me just handle this last text. Let me check this last email. Oh, oh, if I can just deal with this. And the Holy Spirit's saying, come spend time with me. Come spend time with me. And we get distracted. 
And if we're really tethered to the Holy Spirit, if we're really locked in, we know how to follow his lead. And then rip your arm off too. I want you to know that distractions will cause you issues. And you'll never be able to operate in self-control until you allow the Holy Spirit to help you pull away from the distractions. Acts chapter 24 verse 25 says, As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. <laughs> Felix basically said, I don't want this. I don't want self-control. I don't, I don't want all of this stuff. Some of us in the midst of all of this that's going on in our world right now, we're going, can you just come back in a little while, God? I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to talk about the coming judgment. I don't want to talk about having to have self-control. And you're like, I'm cutting this off. I don't want to be tethered to God. I don't want to be locked in with the Holy Spirit. I'm okay with my distractions. Can I just be like Felix and be distracted? I don't want it. Second thing that we find out when we're really connected and locked in with the Holy Spirit is that we hear his voice and we understand it distinctly or there are distinctions in his voice. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how we know the difference in our kids when they cry, right? You know the difference between mommy, I need a glass of water, and mommy, I think I've cut my foot off. And there's a difference. Do you know that when you're tethered to the Holy Spirit, you can understand his voice? I have used this scripture over and over again in funerals. I actually was reading last night through my dad's funeral, and I was, I was crying as I read it. It's in 2 Samuel, chapter 18, verse 27. And you know me with people's names. I'll slaughter them today, but let's try this. It says, the watchman said, it seems to me that the first one runs like, uh, you know, the son of Zadok. He's a good man, and he comes with good news. The first one runs like his dad. Do you know you ought to be mimicking what the Holy Spirit's saying. You ought, to, you ought to be so locked in that your words sound like his words. That your walk looks like his walk. That he goes somewhere, go ahead and go somewhere. That I follow him and I'm in step with him. That as he leads, I follow. Where he goes, I go. Go back across because I can get back to my notes. That I'm, I'm in line with him. That I look like the Holy Spirit. That you ought to look like Jesus. You ought to look like the presence of God when you walk in a room. It ought to change an atmosphere. And you ought to know the distinctions that make it like that. You ought to be able to say, you know what? I've been so tethered to the Holy Spirit. I've been so locked in with him that when I speak, it's as if the Holy Spirit is speaking through me all the time. In charismatic circles, there's this, and, and it's, it's, it's funny because in the, in the Pentecostal church, we used to be like, well, the Holy Spirit's got to move on you to speak in tongues. And then the charismatic movement came along and said, 
doesn't really matter when you speak in tongues because the Holy Spirit's in you. You can speak whenever you want to. You know what? If I'm tethered to him, I ought to have the Holy Spirit activated at all times. It ought to be ready to move. I ought to be ready. And it shouldn't be a turn it off or turn it on. It doesn't have to be the right song and the right key chains for the Spirit to move in my life. I ought to be so in tune with him that I'm lockstep. And I say, this is what I know God would say in this situation. I know this is the way the Spirit would speak. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And they will follow me. We have to be so in tune with the Spirit of God that we get close enough that we can hear His voice. That it is distinct. Oh my goodness. Hang on. Hello? Oh yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm actually preaching right now, but hold on a second. Hang on just a minute. Yeah. Take care of this, yeah. yeah we're going to handle it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, honey, I, I know, I know. Aren't you preaching? Why are you calling me in the middle of church? I got stuff to do. I got it. Oh, hey, I got to go. I got to go. Guys, what's distracting you? What's keeping you from hearing his voice? What's drawing you away? Because you've become so enamored by the things of the world that you can't even get close enough to hear him. When things come your way, you ought to be going, God, what are you saying during this season? Oh, there's a distraction. But I'm listening for your voice, not that voice. I mean, we, we love our families. And we can love our jobs. And we can love the things that are in this world. But we are not of this world. So I want to be so in tune with the Spirit that I can hear you know something that's weird about hearing, and I'll, I'll make fun of, well, I won't make fun of him, but I, I, it's actually about me, but we were planning all of this, and Mr. Joe Pitts was standing down here, and he had a question for me, he had his mask on, and he said, Pastor Mark, can I, can I ask you a question? And I, I couldn't hear him. I was over there by where Tony was at, and Joe was about here. He was socially distancing, but the social distancing was so great that I could not hear. So I did this. I went, what, Joe? What? And I come up to him, like turn my ear, like so I could hear him. And as I'm doing that, he does this. <laughs> Keep your distance, bro. Just back up a little bit. About three days later, he said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this because I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't wear a mask, and I was in your face. He goes, no, 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 it's cool. I just, I don't think I can do it. Wasn't a social distancing. And I'm telling you that, that I, if you're close enough, you can hear the voice. You want to know maybe why you're not hearing God's voice? You want to know why you're probably not, may not be hearing God speak to you? It's probably because you're not locked in close enough to hear him. See, we get convenience. I don't know if I can do this. I asked Rodney to help me, and he said, oh, it's easy. See if you can pull that there. Yeah? Stay right here, though. I'm coming back. See, we want convenience. We want to be tethered when we want to be tethered. When we want the power to move mountains, we want to come close. Oh, God, help me move this mountain. Oh, let me get tethered to you. And then we go, wait, whoa, whoa. Whoa, there's going to be responsibilities. I'm a, um, okay, 
if you help me with this mountain, and then God starts speaking. And we go, I can't, I can't hear. I can't hear what God's saying. Why? Because I'm so far from him. Because I've removed myself from being tethered to him, being locked into him, that I can't hear him. For some of you in this room and for some of you online, you've been wondering, why does everybody else hear God's voice, but I can't? Right here may be the problem. Because you haven't gotten tethered to him. You're not connected to him. You're not close to him. You haven't made him a priority in your life. Because when we get close to him, his voice becomes distinct to us. There's plenty of counterfeits out there. Michelle's used this illustration before because she worked in the bank. I thought about Julie while, we were, while I was preparing this. Julie works in the bank. Do you know how Michelle says bankers recognize counterfeit? You know how they recognize counterfeit money? I mean, we, we see it all the time in the store, right? They use that little pen to make sure it's not counterfeit. Michelle said, you hardly ever have to use a pen. Is that right? You hardly ever have to use a pen if you're in a bank. You know why? Because you deal with it all the time. If you know what the real feels like, you always know what counterfeit is. If you deal with it all the time, you recognize. You can be counting money, Michelle said. She said, you can be running through money and you go, oh, wait. Whoa, back up. That one didn't feel right. Can I tell you that some of you have a problem with hearing God's voice because you haven't stayed close enough to hear the real thing. So when he starts speaking, you're going, is this really God? Or is this a counterfeit? Can I tell you that God will always ask you to do the impossible? He will always ask you to stretch past your norm. He will always ask you. You go, well, he wants me to do something bad to my neighbor. Well, that's not God. I think God's speaking to me to cuss my neighbor out because of that fence he put on my line. Nope, that's not God. I can guarantee you I know the difference between a counterfeit and the real, and that's not real. We've got to be close to him so we hear it and we understand it. Come on over here. Let's do this one more time. Become very familiar with the real thing. Become familiar with what it is to hear his voice. Are you locked in today? Are you locked into his spirit? Are you locked into what he's trying to tell you? Can you hear him speak? And recognize his voice. Third thing. Discernment. When we are locked into the Holy Spirit, we have discernment. Now, discernment is a strange word. We want discernment. We want to discern what is good and what is evil for our family. This has an agenda, and sometimes it doesn't come from God. Have you ever wanted to discern something and go, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. And it really doesn't have anything with, to do with God. It has to do with you not wanting your kids to do it, so you call it discernment. Well, I don't, I don't want you going out and doing this, so I'm going to discern that this is not a good idea. But discernment goes deeper than that. It goes to the spiritual cause and effect that goes on in our life. Discernment goes into the agenda that God has for us. 
I'm sure there are services where someone has spoken in tongues, right? You probably have heard services where someone has given out a message in tongues and someone says, stop, it's not the right time. And sometimes we get offended. But do you know what? The person that's standing on the platform is saying, it's not the right, I have, a, I have to discern what is happening right now and it's not the right time. For some of us, we want it always to be the time. But when we're tethered to God, when we're locked into him, we can recognize when is the right time. Maybe discernment has happened like this. Do you have time wasters in your life? You know who I'm talking about. You actually know their names right now as I'm talking about it. When you hang out with them, they take up so much of your time that you go, I had plans today and I was going to get some things done. But my buddy, the plan waster, came in and just zapped all my time. Actually, sometimes I'll go home. I'm not, telling, I'm not saying my mother-in-law is a time waster, uh, a time eater. Uh, she's not that. But I've, there's been times when I've come home and Michelle will be on the phone. And I said, who are you on the phone with? She said, with my mama. How long have you been on the phone? Four hours. What? What can you talk about for four hours? Everything. You've had to talk about everything. For us guys in the room, you could have talked about everything from mission to Mars to, to digging a, a hole to China in four hours. My wife says, I get sick and tired of hearing your stuff too. She said, you can talk about sports for four hours. Any amens, women? Yeah, I knew it was coming. If it's just one, I knew it was coming. And we, we have people in our lives that are sent by the enemy to waste our time. Have you ever met them? Do you know them personally? Have you ever bypassed to keep from having a time waster? That may be discernment. Because guess what? I'm not calling them the enemy, but guess what? The enemy sometimes will send people into your life that are simply there to be a distraction and a time waster so you can't get done what God has called you to get done. It's not, it's not being ugly, but in ministry, it happens all the time. Not with pastors, not just everything. That it's just things that have come along just to take up your time. I have a friend that said, I don't ever read my emails first thing in the morning. He said, you know why? Because there's something on that email that's not a part of my agenda, and it will take my time. It will grab my time. We have to use discernment to know what is God's will in our lives and what is not God's will at this moment. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. And the people of Burma, if I said it right, great, were more open-minded than those of Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. They got down and said, we want to be tethered to what the Spirit of God is saying. Is Paul and Silas teaching us the truth? Can I tell you, the truth will change your life. When we start searching for the truth, we get connected to God. We get tethered to the Holy Spirit. And he will give us discernment to know what the truth is. The Spirit will assist us and guide you in seeking the truth. But today, can I tell you, truth is optional. 
In our society, truth doesn't really matter. That we've become so addicted to what's being said rather than what the Word of God says is truth. And the Bible says that the Word of God will set you free. That the truth of His Word will set us free. Do you want to be free? Then let's seek out the Word of God and get tethered to the Holy Spirit so He can bring it to us. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will guide you into all truth. You ready to guide me into all truth? Okay. Then guide me. Is this truth? This is truth. Okay. I believe this then. Is this truth? You're guiding me. Guess what? The truth is something that the Holy Spirit will guide us into if we will get tethered to him. Not tethered to Facebook. Not tethered to the news organizations. Tethered to the Holy Spirit. My wife has been on a kick the last couple of weeks. She heard a a prophecy given out by a, a, a gentleman several weeks ago. It's been several months ago now. And in that prophecy, he says some things about the virus. He says some things about civil unrest. He says some things about a civil war in our country. I told her last night, and I'm, t- I, I, I'm just telling you with, with, with uh, I don't know if you call them goosebumps or chill bumps. It doesn't really matter. You know those things that get on you when you. I said, Michelle, everything he said is coming to pass. It's like it's happening right before our eyes. And you know what I have to do? I have to be willing to be tethered to the Holy Spirit to go, am I going to live in fear? Absolutely not. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, guide me into all truth. Take me where I need to go. Guide my steps. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Take me where I need to go to make the biggest impact in the day. Don't allow time wasters and let me, let me know And have a discerning spirit to know when I'm wasting time and when I'm moving in your spirit. Because I got news for you. As I walk through the day, I want God and the Holy Spirit to direct my path. I want to know when I walk into a store that I am right where I need to be at the moment. I was talking yesterday to to somebody and their dad's trying to get them to come here. And as we started talking, they kept changing the subject. I looked at their dad and I said, well, they keep changing the subject, don't they? And she laughed at me and she said, well, it's this and this. And I said, I understand. I said, you know what, though? I sometimes think God sets us up to be in certain places just to be able to speak the truth to people, just to try to help them, to guide them. Because if I'm being guided in truth, you know what I can do? I can grab hold of somebody else and say, come on, man, because I'm walking in truth. I am walking in wisdom. I am walking in prosperity. I am walking with God. And I know that if you'll come with me, we're going to go into all truth together. You know, really, that's a pastor's job. is to hear from God and then help you walk in truth. That's, that's my job. I'm to help. Equip the saints for ministry. Well, you can't do ministry if you're always walking in lies. So I'm trying to get you tethered. 
To Reggie. No, to the Holy Spirit. You need, I mean, if you need a woman, though, I can help you out. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Tethered to the Holy Spirit so that I can walk in all truth. See, we have power. But most of us would rather sing a song we used to sing around here. You guys remember this one? I don't know if you, everybody wasn't here, but it said, Power filled with the Spirit. Power filled with the Spirit. Just like the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost failed, they were all in one accord. Somebody said, you, no, they, somebody said, you ought to go up and praise the Lord. The anointing came and they began to speak in tongues. Power filled with the Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember that? Here's the problem. Most of us would rather sing that song in church than be tethered to the Holy Spirit and have him lead you in all truth. Because that's not all truth. That's just a song. And it may have truth in it, but it's not guiding me. I need the Holy Spirit to guide me. I don't need to just sing a song about it. I need to be actively involved with the Holy Spirit to take me where I need to go. There's more than just the ability to speak in tongues. There is the ability to discern. But we oftentimes don't want to face our issues. Because the truth isn't always friendly to us. The truth doesn't always make us feel good. The Holy Spirit wants to move our junk to the surface and clean it off. Is anybody okay with removing some junk today? Is it... Is, is anybody okay with saying, you know what, God, lead me into truth and let me remove some junk? Because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He's not okay with us staying. Am I too tight? Is it okay? Okay. You're distracting me, so you're not helping me in the Holy Spirit. No. I'm worried about him. He's trying to help us get to all truth. So you ready for just a little bit of truth here? Can I tell you, don't tell me how much you love Jesus if you don't love people. That's just truth. That's, that's just truth. And it doesn't matter who they are. I mean, we're in the middle of a, of a mess right now in our country. And I'm not going to stand back and go, okay, 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 not okay. Okay, 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 not okay. It's all wrong. And I love all people. And here's what's funny is, as I've been watching pastors and friends that are talking about their Sunday services, and a lot of people have changed their service this morning to adapt to what's going on in our country. You know what? I didn't change mine. This was already, I, I already had my points. It took me a while to get all my thoughts together. But these were my points. And you know what they said? They said the problem is when we bring truth to light in the church, we always get the, you ready for this? The yeah buts. The yeah buts. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. What about this? And yeah, but. What about that? How about we just let the yeah buts leave? And we just get down to loving people. I really didn't expect a lot of hand claps. That's okay. And you know me, I don't, I'm not really, never mind. 
Don't tell me you're concerned about speaking in tongues when you can't stop tearing your coworkers down. I mean, you can take that with coworkers. If you're retired, it can be the guy that built the fence next door to you. Doesn't have to be coworkers. You, uh, one little kid in our church, she said every time her, something said in church, and, she, and the dad will go, "Wow, that's." I hope she responds today because that really did hit her right where she's living at. And she'll look and go, "I don't have any coworkers." And he goes, "You're missing the point, honey. He's talking about your friends at school too." Well, he didn't say friends at school. He said coworkers. So I don't want you to take it literal. Whoever you're tearing down. Don't tell me how much you speak in tongues when you're tearing down everyone around you with your mouth. Because the Holy Spirit won't come out one day and you speak vile out of it the next. That's not truth. I said, I see, I told you, not a lot of clapping. I didn't expect it. But you want to walk in truth. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me. I can't be led if I don't know the truth. God, show me the truth. I'm trying to show you some truth this morning. Can I tell you another truth is we can't, we can't get people to show up here if we can't get some of you to shut up. I mean, we got an opinion about everything. And we want to share our path. How about sharing Jesus? Because we want people to show up, but we won't shut up about our opinions. It's just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. I was talking to a friend the other day. He said, the problem in our country is we think Washington can solve our problems. They can't. Quit telling me who can. Only Jesus can. I'm just giving you some truth this morning. And you may not like it, but I can tell you, it will change our lives if we get tethered to the Holy Spirit and let him guide us into all truth. Not the truth we like, but all truth. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 34. Probably a scripture you're very familiar with, especially here because of the men's ministry. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the time and knew the best course for Israel to take. I want to focus in on one word, and that was new. We're almost done. You good? I'm good. Oh, man, Holy Spirit will stand with you when nobody else will. <laughs> the word new. That word in the Greek, to know or to ascertain by seeing. The Hebrew word know is this, in this verse is yada. And I do know that one. I got that one. I know that word. Which is a word that means God gives personal understanding and revelation. And is not a knowing that comes from book reading. This is God given 
It's not something you learn on your own. It's that God inspired it into your heart. And you didn't get it from reading a book. You didn't get it from watching Facebook. You didn't get it from watching the news. You didn't get it from your neighbor. It is God inspired. You understand it because God gave it to you. See, people matter to God. They got to matter to us. Guess what? That doesn't, I don't need a book to read that in. I get revelation of that every day because the Bible says that we're all made in his image. Whenever I tear you down, guess what I do? I tear down the image of God. When I talk about you, I don't talk about you. I talk about the image of God in you. You go, no, I don't. I just don't like the way they act. I don't like the way they're. We're all created in the image of God. Stop talking. Start praying so that we can know. Stop being challenged by everything we think we know and start saying, Holy Spirit, I want your discernment. I want you to leave out all the distractions and let me hone my voice, my ear, in to hear your voice. You want to talk about a day of Pentecost? Let me see if I can do this because I wanted to. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can spin my hand. I was going to take your hand. I don't think I can. I'm distracted. Let me just do this. When I get in step with the Holy Spirit and the truth of God becomes evident in my life, it will change the way I walk. It will change the way I talk. It will change the way I respond to people that are hateful and ugly and dirty and vile. It will change the way I act. Problem with us is, and I'm not saying, when I say us, I'm not responding to just you. Please don't. It's the body. We've got to get past saying, I know everything. I've got it all figured out. No, God. Let the Holy Spirit teach me to know, like the men of Issachar, so that I can know, not from books, not from something else, but let the Spirit of God teach me. You want to be filled with the Spirit? You start saying, God, tether me to your Spirit, and I am willing to walk in it. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for loving us even when we may not be lovely. We ask for your presence and your spirit to flow through us to those around us. And Lord, when we don't get it all right, when we're not necessarily moving in the right direction, your spirit can come along and pull us. When distractions come, they can pull us. And when it comes to truth, God, we need you to give us an outpouring of your truth. Truth that goes past what we think we know to what you reveal to us. Griffin Center Point Church would like to thank you for listening to today's Sunday podcast. If you have any prayer request needs, please email us at prayer at griffincenterpointchurch.com. 
If you would like additional information about the church, then please reach out to us at info at griffincenterpointchurch.com or you can visit our website at www.griffincenterpointchurch.com.